something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studio Home of the premier radio bowling talk show PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson was instrumental in developing the PBA Lane Maintenance Program in 1971, which is still referred to today. He was a founding member of the Bowling Foundation, which was created to finding solutions to scoring issues in bowling. He was also a recipient of the Bowling Industry's Flowers for the Living Award and the John Davis Award in recognition for his contributions to this great sport. And with over 1,200 shows spanning 21 years, this may be the longest-running podcast in human history. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is brought to you by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. Almost every day, he puts a photo on Facebook of something of interest that has happened in our sport. And his appearances here on Phantom Radio have been very popular because we all love the past. And he has captivated with hundreds of pictures that we can all go see. And his impressive resume has been told to you before by us on here many times. So let's get him out here. Phantom fans, here's my good friend, the Hall of Fame bowling writer, Mr. Jim Goodwin. Hello, Jim, and how you doing today, Pards? Hey, Phantom. Hey, it's great to great to be back on your show. And and you know, we've been so fortunate to live in a period of time when bowling was so big and popular at one time, and we were able to meet and greet all the greats over the years. Mm-hmm. And you've captured most of them, probably all of them, with your photos and. Mm-hmm. This was your idea to start telling about these, and I wasn't sure, but we've been overrun with emails and texts and messages. Oh, I love this one. I love that one. Make sure you do this. What about that guy? How about, does he have one of these? Blah, blah, blah. My fingers are broken to the bone because I'm not a very good typist, and I try to answer every email and every text, but we've promised to have you back here. And all the emails that we've gotten uh, prove that our listeners love your pictures. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we're giving you something to do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you know, I, I never know what you're going to say. Like I tell everybody, you know, we don't script our show. I have no idea what you're going to say. I know you don't know what I'm going to say sometimes either. But let's start by telling our listeners how and where. They can actually go see them for themselves on a daily basis. Well, they could just go to my name on Facebook and, uh, you know, Jim Goodwin and, and uh, you know, take a look at the photo of today and then uh, just start scrolling down the list. You know, they're there every day, almost every day for the past six years. So there's a couple of thousand, more than a couple of thousand of them that they can uh take a look at it, and every one of them has a has a little paragraph above it which kind of 
describes the photo or, or gives you some kind of context of where, where and when it was taken. I didn't take all of them. I took a lot of them, but I didn't. A lot of them I, I get from from friends and uh, people that we've worked with over the years and and uh, photos that were published in our newspaper that we published for 27 years. Yeah, you've got a tremendous list. And you know, I found myself, you know, before this uh, series ever started, I was looking at them every day and uh, I'd go back, I'd look at some of the other ones and I, I got tired of looking at them because I could I could never get to the end of the line. So when you mentioned we ought to do this, I thought that's a great idea because now what I do is I go back and I grab a bunch of them from the list that you've got and then we talk about them on the show a little bit just to point them out. But I've got this list here that I've enjoyed. So I want you to tell us about, you know, some of them. And there's one that may be your probably your favorite. And it's a picture of you and Glenn Allison. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Glenn. Glenn came to uh, Texas with Bill Taylor. And uh, believe it or not, Bob Johnson and John Fantini were also working for Bill at that time. And the four of them came to Texas to the bowling center I was running, uh, Buckner Bowl in Dallas. And they had a little shot maker bowling tournament. And uh, Glenn came to our home and and met our family, stayed at our house, talked to our kids, you know, gave them autograph pictures, all that stuff. Great guy. Uh, you know, I had met him before, but that's that's the, the the week that I really got to know him. And then we had a, we also had a little uh, Bill Taylor seminar, coaching seminar in a local movie theater that week. So it was a it was a very interesting week and. Had a, had a nice shot maker tournament in the bowling center, and and uh, we all had a great time. That was about, uh, I think it was about six months after he shot the 900 series in July of 1982 in California. Yeah, that's a whole other story we're going to get into one of these days, but what a gentleman he is. And, uh, you know, he's been a little bit under the weather for a while now, but uh, – he says he's going to keep going, so he breaks the all-time record at the ABCs or USBC. I mean, right? Yeah, I saw he made it again this year. That's you know great for him. Yeah, for sure. All right, here's one. Uh, it's a lady that I haven't seen her for a while, but I know that she was a very good bowler at one time. Maybe you know what's happened to her in the meantime, but her name is Sandra Joe Shirley. Jerry. Yeah, Sandra Jo Shirey. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, I think she won. I don't know, seven, eight, maybe more titles than that while she was on the tour, and and a really, really nice lady, and and a very competitive, always, com always in the in the hunt for the for the finals and for the title, and and um, you know, probably if she's not already, probably be in the Hall of Fame someday. Yeah, I remember her vividly watching her ball. She was tough. Um, all right, here's another one. It's a couple, and in, in my opinion, they're probably the Mr. and Mrs. Ambassador to bowling. That's uh, Carmen and Ginny Salvino. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, <clears throat> you talk about legends. I mean, 
you know, Carmen, Carmen is one of a kind and, uh, he's, he's an incredible person and so is Jenny and, and together they have, uh, had a wonderful life and, and, um, I got that photo of them and together and you can just, you know, I mean, you could just look at it and see how much they love each other and, and, um, and think about all of the history that they have lived you know, in bowling, and it's just uh, amazing to think about. Well, I'll tell you what, he traveled more than anybody except for maybe Dick Weber. I'm not sure, but uh, what an ambassador he was. And uh, Jim Dressel told me one time I, I ought to interview him, and he says, I'll give you a hint. And I says, what? He says, just turn the microphone on and shut up. He'll do all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember the famous uh, Ditto interview that he did with Dressel. You know, so. <laughs> he's a, he's a character for sure. Boy, he is. <laughs> All right, you know, last time that you were here with us, uh, we talked about a fellow named uh, Buddy Finkelberg, and, and this time uh, we got a picture here of Brad and Norman Edelman. So tell us about that. Yeah, Brad. You know, Brad uh, still runs a high roller and the military classic and a lot of other events in, in Las Vegas. And his dad, his dad, uh, Norm was, uh, was with him for so many years. And they, you know, they came out of the Pennsylvania area where they had the Kegel bowling paper. And, and in fact, Dressel even worked for him for a, for a while in that area. And then they went to Vegas and started that, that high roller tournament and, uh, and have made it very successful. And, and, uh, you know, Wendy McPherson works for uh, for Brad. One, I think his his a uh, right hand person there that gets everything done, and and um, they have really built a legacy of uh, of events, not not just the high roller, but many events there in Las Vegas. Good, really good guy. I understand he's writing a book about all of it, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, he told me about it a while back, and I'm waiting to see it too. Uh... Really a good guy, and his dad was good, too. They were very, very good businessmen. But uh, speaking of Vegas, here's one that not only represented a great bowling center that we used to go to many, many times a year, the showboat, which is no longer there, but there's a beautiful woman right next to that picture of the showboat. Not only was she beautiful, but she was a great bowler, maybe one of the greatest of all time. I know you know I'm talking about Betty Morris, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Betty, uh, remember doing that, that interview with Betty when she was working at the showboat with Jack Cook, and uh, and then and later she went up to work at the National Bowling Stadium with him. And um, you know, after after her bowling career, she won 17 titles on the tour and is a is a member of the very first. Uh, PWBA Hall of Fame class the inaugural group in 1995, and uh, really, really nice lady. I think she and uh, and married Larry Lobb, you know, Betty Morris Lobb. Now they live, I think they live up in the in the Reno area, and uh, originally from Stockton, California. You know, one of your your old stomping grounds. So um, great lady. They called her Bouncing Betty. She was on the Columbia 300. Uh, pro staff for many years. And she was awesome. Uh, Larry Lobb, I kind of grew up with him to a degree. He was a little younger than me, but he was a sensation in the Bay Area. 
back in the day. And, and there was a lot of great bowlers around at that time, you know, Billy Hardwick and Jim Godman and Cliff McNeely, and I can go on and on and on. But I used to love Larry. He was a good guy, and I could tease him about anything. And when he got hooked up with Betty, I said, holy mackerel, how could you land a beauty like that because you're ugly? And he just <laughs> He he's a lucky got, man to be with Betty. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> but he's still a good guy to this day. Yeah. Oh, I just, there's another picture here. Um, people I, I don't really know. I might have met him, but I'm not sure. But it's Chris Hall and her husband, Tony. Yeah, Chris Chris is a, a great bowler in the Illinois Hall of Fame, I think. Uh, you know, bowled out of that Rockford, Illinois area where – the Ladies Pro Bowlers Tour headquarters at Cherry Bowl was located with uh, John Falzone, John Summer, that group. And um, and then Chris um, married uh, Tony Hall, you know, who kind of grew up in that area and and uh, worked in the bowling center and pro shop. And, and then Tony went out on the tour um, for a while, and so did Chris. But uh, Tony ran the truck, the tour ball truck with Ron Bragg. For a while, and uh, I think they're still up in that area. But uh, you know, great couple, and and uh, and she is a, a wonderful bowler. She won our tournament, I believe, and uh, we had a Midwest Southwest uh, joint tournament in Emporia, Kansas, one year, and and she came down from uh, Illinois and won that tournament. Yeah, they were more of the, the ladies' tour. I wasn't involved with them too much. Off and on, we did do something with them, but. Uh... Yeah, I never really got to know them that well, but, you know, I'm looking at the next picture, and I got the chills uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, um, when I met this man and I shook his hand, my hand still hurts. And that was about 40 years ago. It's a beautiful picture of Tom Chorus. Yeah. Yeah, he had a strong handshake. Uh, the, the guys I remember really gripping your hand were, were Tom and Bill Taylor. Both of them believed in a, in a firm handshake. But, uh, yeah, he was a, a coach, a proprietor, uh, a writer. He wrote a – Tom wrote a column in the Bowler's Journal uh, for more than 30 years. He published two instructional bowling books called Par Bowling and Par Bowling the Challenge. Uh, Lyle Zykes was uh, very involved in the second one that – and they worked together on that, and and uh, he was a member of the USBC Hall of Fame. Jim Dressel and I, he was very good friends with Jim Dressel up in that area, and, of course, worked with him at the Boulder's Journal. And uh, when they put him in the Hall of Fame, the USBC Hall of Fame in Reno that year, um, we, all, we, we all went out to dinner together, uh, Tom and Jim and, and I went out to dinner together right afterwards, and he gave the he gave the greatest Hall of Fame speech I've ever heard. It was it was not long, you know, ten fifteen minutes at the most, and he talked all about his late wife Dawn and how much he loved her and the vacation they took to Crater Lake in Oregon, and it was uh, just a a beautiful speech and a very smart guy. I mean, he's a he's one of the only people I've ever met that he could talk for thirty minutes on almost any subject with no preparation at all. Yeah, he he was brilliant. I mean. I talked to him many, many times. He'd stop by the tour now and then just to see what's going on. And he'd never try to tell you what to do, but he just wanted to find out what was going on and keep his hand in the business. But uh, 
Well, I tell you, you're right. He is brilliant. Yeah, he coached a lot of players on both tours. Yes, he did. All right, here's another picture of a couple people that I know you know them very well, uh, Renee Fleming and Vicki Mann. Yep. Um, you know, Vicki was a, a great player, in the, and she was on tour for a while, but she was great in the in the southeast region in the uh, in the PWBA. And, of course, Renee was from Oklahoma, <clears throat> and she uh, she bowled in our very first uh, LPBT regional tournament in 1984 at Wyatt Slaughter, Wyatt and Sherry Slaughter's uh, Alpine Lanes in Euless, Texas. And she came in and bowled as an amateur out of Oklahoma, and she won the tournament. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then after that, you know, she says, gosh, I'm pretty good at this game, and and other people encouraged her, and then and then she went on tour, and and she won four titles on on the tour. So she, you know, she's a great bowler and and a, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And 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 she was a Southwest uh, Bowler of the Year four times, and won many regional titles. And and always always happy to see her uh, in our in our event, CJ love her a lot like like family yeah i'm sure uh i know one thing about texas if they love you down there they love you to death uh, uh, it's one of my favorite places uh, i lived there for a while not not too many people know that but i lived there for about six months uh, one time when i was on the road with the pba and i loved it down there and i've mentioned it before but i'm going to mention it again you want to see some beautiful women, just go to Texas. They all get dolled up every day. Their hair's beautiful. Their nails are done. They wear nice-looking clothes. I fell in love seven or eight times in one day down there a couple of times. That's why I call you Bubba. <laughs> uh, you're too much. You know, I, I got some more here. I, I want to save at least one of them to the end because I know it's a favorite, but uh, I need to talk a little bit about my – Phantom Radio Show Bowlers Club, but it's moving right along. We're up to 92 members now. It's for kids under the age of 18. Uh, it's a free club. We just want to pass along as much knowledge and information to the kids as we can. We want to give them exposure. Uh, we give them a membership card. We give them a prize as soon as they join. Uh, now we got a new deal going. Is if they send me a question like, I want to learn how to do this or learn how to do that, or can you give me Joe Blow's autograph? Uh, if they send me a note, we'll send them a prize besides giving them the answers to the question that they have. And uh, we've got a lot of response from that. I don't know why I put myself through all this agony. Uh, <laughs> I need a secretary here because I don't even know how to type. But I answer every email, and it's been challenging, if, if to say the least. We've had three of the kids now on the radio show. Uh, one was 12. He sounded like he was 25. Uh, one of the girls is 15. She bowls some of the women's tour events. And uh, it's just an amazing group of kids. They're enthusiastic. Uh, you don't see no ball return kicking and uh, bad signs to the pin boys or anything like that. Uh, they're all classy, and we want to promote the kids. Hopefully, maybe someday somebody will come along with a lot of money and uh, be able to enhance their prize funds. 
because they do bowl for money in tournaments, but they can't use the money until they go to college. It's held for them in a smart fund with the USBC. They go to college, then they use that money. So a lot of these kids are really interested in not only competition, but getting better. And they are our future. So I've got a couple of volunteers. I want to pass out their names. Uh, you've heard them before, but Brian Hirsch, he's a young guy who does a lot of our computer work. And Dave Kowalski, he's a coach up in Michigan. He just got inducted into the Michigan Coaching Hall of Fame. And Sam Villarreal, he does all the artistry work and all that. They're, we're all volunteers because we love bowling. We have a passion for the sport. We all got regular job. And uh, we spend as much time with these kids as possible. So uh, if anybody wants to ask me a question about anything, send me a note. And you'll definitely get a prize back. You'll get an answer back. Send it to me at Save Our Sport at yahoo.com that's s-a-v-r-s-p-r-t at yahoo.com that's the abbreviation for save our sport and that's what we're hoping to do but anyway uh, that's about enough we're going to say about it today because i do want to get back to jim because his pictures uh, are worth not only a thousand words probably more than that but you have a saying about your pictures Go ahead and tell us what that saying is, Bards. Well, the, the, every one of them tells a story, which is which is true. You know, that's the picture's worth. Of, I don't know if it's a thousand words or not, but but uh, you know, every photograph you look at it and it brings back memories, and it's uh, it's nice to uh, think about the the time when that snapshot was taken. It's part of history. Yes, it is. I hope the kids. I hope some of these kids. Uh, would take a look at some of them and appreciate some of the history that gave them the great game that they enjoy today. Well, you know, uh, I urge them to listen to the show. In fact, if they just have anything to say about the show uh, and send me a note so I know they're listening, I send them a prize. It might be a whatever, uh, a bag tag or any kind of a sticker, PBA stuff, Kegel stuff. I'll send them something. Just for being interested in the show, we want to educate them as best we can. And, and as you said, it, it, we all know that a photograph brings back memories. And, and I said it myself earlier, a thousand words. Sometimes it's more than a thousand words because the memories that they bring back are just unbelievable. And I'd save this one for toward the end. I know it's a special one for you. And it features two all-time greats. One's a bowler, one's a rider. One's left-handed. The other one used to write a, a big a paper article, Tin Pin Alley, down in Vegas. That was Frenchie Letourneau and Johnny Petragli. Remember that picture? No, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've taken so many photos of Johnny over the years, you know, one of the greatest guys ever. And uh, that particular photo was uh, the day that um, – Frenchie presented uh, Johnny with the Sam Levine Flowers for the Living Award. You know, I was chairman of that for, for I don't know, 15, 16 years. Russell was chairman before me. Johnny, Johnny uh, Campos is the chairman of it now. And um, Frenchie was in Las Vegas. Johnny was bowling in Las Vegas. So the award is always a surprise. 
And so um, we uh, we asked uh, Frenchie, since he's he's a member of our committee of like a dozen people that that select the winners to uh, make the presentation. And he he surprised him with the plaque and the flowers, and and uh, of course Johnny was uh, was humble as he always is, and and it was a it was a nice nice day uh, for both of them. You know, Frenchie. Uh... You talk about a bowling nut, man. That guy, every time I went to Vegas, and there were a couple of years that I went there nine times during the year for different tournaments, including the high roller, and Frenchie would always grab me and pick my brain and write articles and ask all kind of questions, not only about who my favorite bowlers were, but the favorite bowling centers I've been to, my favorite cities, my favorite bowlers. I mean, Whatever kind of bits of information he could get, he was willing to listen. And uh, I even see him nowadays still on different bowling websites, asking questions or even answering questions. Uh, what a treasure he is, Jim, just like you. You know, you, yeah. you, you chronicled all these pictures and brought back all these thoughts. Uh, you know, looking back at all the pictures, uh, are you happy you did it? Or you wish you did it more or what? Oh yeah, it's it's been very enjoyable. You know, as you're talking about Frenchie again, he he's a, he and his wife, late wife Joyce, published the Ten Pin Alley newspaper in in Vegas for many years, and and he's still uh, he's still uh, active and bowling in the city, and and um, his claim to fame is that he bowled the uh, the uh, national championship tournament for a few years with Joe Norris. So, you know, he's a pretty good bowler, and uh. Uh, he's he's done some strange things. Like he, he even he even tried the helicopter style spinner in a league one time. So he's a he's a good guy. But yeah, it's been it's been fun because you know to chronicle people like Frenchie and Johnny and you know all the others that we've mentioned and and uh, people can get to know them or get to know them better if they've already uh, already met them because we all we all know a lot of the same people but. We have different experiences with them, so it'll give you a little bit different perspective if you take a look at at somebody else's uh, experience with a particular person. Yeah, you know, uh, I've got as I've gotten older, I've gotten more whatever the word is nostalgic or whatever about different kind of sayings, and you know, the older you get, the more that you really enjoyed the journey, not so much the destination. But what a great journey it's been, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Been a lot of fun. Yes, it has. So, listen, um, are you going to be available again next month, or am I wearing you oh. out? Well, uh, yeah. I, uh, we always say the same thing, you know. We'll never run out of material. So, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to get together with you and talk about some of these these folks that we both know and love. So, sure. All right, I'm going to look at the calendar. I'll be getting a hold of you in a day or two. Um, but I want to save the stage for you for anything that you might want to say about the game itself, about the TV shows, about the women's store. Anything you want to say, Jim, you got the stage. Well, I mean, it's just it's just rolling along. You know, like I, I said earlier, I think I, I wonder I wonder if the you know the the people that are around and involved in bowling 
now. I wonder if they'll still be involved, you know, 40 years from now, like we have been for so long, and and they'll be able to look back and and uh, see some of the things that are happening today, and uh, and enjoy that history as much as as much as we enjoy the the history that we lived in the you know all the way from the you know 60s 70s 80s all all the way through through those years and all the way to today so it's um it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here yeah that's for sure um that's yeah we don't know what's going to happen in the future uh there's only been one nostradamus I'm not sure he told the truth all the time either, but uh, <laughs> uh, in closing, I want to ask you one last question. Um, and it's, it's serious to a degree because I mean it. And I want to know how you and CJ, how's your health? It's good. You know, I had a little, little uh, uh, pericarditis thing back in February, and uh, that's uh, several months ago. And, and uh, and it you know seems to be going away and we're you know we're kicking along and and living life and enjoying it and taking care of ourselves and and we uh, you know we can't complain i mean who who can complain we live in the greatest country in the world and and uh, and we have an incredible family so that's uh, and friends that we've we've known and loved for so long yeah, well, the only reason I mention that is uh, I've learned a while back uh, when Dick Weber passed away, I wish that I could have talked to him one more time, but there's no guarantees and we never know uh, when we're going to lose somebody. So what I've done ever since then is uh, I've treasured all my friends. And one thing I always say before I say goodbye is I tell them I love them because you never know. And uh, it's given me some peace of mind. So anyway, Jim, we're going to close off the show unless you have a comment about that. No, that's, I think, I think we did it again. And, uh, and we love you too, buddy. All right, my friend. Well, Phantom fans, that is going to wrap up another show for this week. And we're going to talk to Jim again next month. So go ahead and look, look up his name on Facebook, Jim Goodwin, and you'll see all the pictures that he's taken over the years. He even admits that he didn't take a couple of them, but at least they're there to display so we can enjoy them. But uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Storm Bowling, Brad Edelman from the High Roller, and Dave Kowalski, the guru from Michigan, who had just recently got inducted into the Coaches Hall of Fame. So for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. And trouble. You need some love and care And nothing Well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon I